Good morning. Good morning. Oh, thank you. That was lovely. <laughs> and a very warm welcome to this morning's service here at uh, Paisley St. George's. Whether you're here in person or whether you're watching on live stream, we hope that you will be blessed by everything that we take part in today. Our call to worship is a response from the congregation, so if you have your seats in front of you. Welcome to this house of prayer. Loving God of our whole world, touch us with your loving hand. Amen. Psalm 101 to 5 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We'll stand to sing two choruses, one straight after the other. The first one is from the Blue Book, St. George's Praise. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. Straight into then number 97, which will be Majesty, Worship His Majesty. Thank you. 
Let's pray. God of the ordinary and extraordinary, in a world where money counts, where awful things happen, where power is abused, it's hard sometimes to see beyond it all and sing your praises for the blessings that we have. But we persist because you have promised to care for the humble, to love us in our confusion, to come to meet us in the silence or the surprising moment of joy or the quiet comfort of friendship. With the church around the world this morning, we join our voices together in praise and keep silence in prayer. Forgive us for the times this week when we have not done well, when we have struggled to say the right thing or to go the extra mile, when we have looked arrogantly at others and forgotten to open our souls to your gaze. Help us to hope and to share your love with all around us. And now we join with others as we pray the prayer that the Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, boys and girls, I'm very, very relieved to see you here this morning, because there was only one last week. And you know what? If you hadn't turned up, all of the adults would have had to come and help me with the, with the, adult, with the children's talk. Now, I've got a table here with stuff on it, and we'll look at that in a wee while. What is it that uh, Vary, the minister, normally brings with her? A bag. A bag. She does indeed. Well, I don't have a bag, but I've got something else that I've brought. And I brought this with me. <clears throat> so what do you think of that? It's a boat. Any kind of special boat. What is it? It's a fishing boat. That's right. It's a fishing boat. I wonder where we'll put it. If I sit it here, then maybe everybody can see the fishing boat. Right? And hope that it doesn't fall over. Okay. So... Have you ever been in a boat? You have. You've been on the safest boat in the world? Wow. The Waverly. Well, that's true. That's a good boat, although recently it keeps breaking down, doesn't it? But it's still, it's a safe boat. You're correct. Have any of you been on a fishing boat? No. Only your dad? Oh, he goes out fishing, does he? Well, do you think your dad has ever been on this fishing boat when the sea has been really, really rough? No? Has anybody been on it? Any of the adults been on a boat when it's been really, really rough? <clears throat> a few. And did you get sick? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, 
Today I'm going to tell you a story, and the adults will hear it later, but do you think you could come and join me up here? If I sit on the floor, mind you, I might need somebody to get me back up, <laughs> but I will attempt to sit on the floor and you come up and sit beside me, okay? Because I don't like talking away down there, right, let's, and come and sit beside my boat, okay? So this story is about Jesus and his friends and disciples. And one day, Jesus was teaching all the crowds. And at the end of the day, he was really tired. I'm not surprised, eh? But he said to his disciples, can we get a boat and can we sail across the lake to the other side? So they all went down to the seashore and they get into a boat. And guess what kind of boat it was? It was a fishing boat, you're right, uh -huh. because some of Jesus' friends were fishermen, weren't they? Mm -hmm. And they get into the boat. Now, it was a lovely day in that boat. The sun was shining and the sea was calm. And Jesus was really, really tired. So he said to his friends, I'm going to the back of the boat and I'm going to have a sleep. And off he went. Well, guess what happened once he was sleeping? Don't know. All of a sudden, there was a great storm. And the sea started to rage and it was rolling away up high, huge, huge, big high waves. And then the water started to come into the boat. Well, the disciples were really frightened at this. And they couldn't believe that Jesus was still sleeping through it all. So one of them went up to the back of the boat and he woke him up and he said, don't you know that there's a storm? Don't you care? We're all going to drown. Look, the water's coming in over the sides. Jesus stood up and he said to the wind and the waves, be calm. And it did. All of a sudden the waves went really, really flat again. And the storm and the wind just calmed down. And the disciples were amazed at this. And they said, who is this man that can even calm the storm? And then Jesus said a funny thing to them. He said, why were you so afraid? Do you think you would have been afraid in that kind of boat? You wouldn't? Well, do you know what? I think I would have. You wouldn't. He said, do you not trust me? Did you not have enough faith to know that I'm in the boat with you? And we can really learn something from that today. And I want to show you something that's on my table here, okay? And you can maybe help me. So, let's see what we've got up here. And we're going to pretend, all right? So if I take this off, and the reason this one's covered is because it's got vinegar in it. And it was smelling. And I poured it all over my hands. And my hands were smelly as well. So, we're going to pretend that this here is us. Alright? And this here, all that powder in there, is all the things that we get frightened of. Do you ever get frightened? No. You don't? This is some kid here. He doesn't get frightened. 
He's not frightened on a, a stormy boat either. You don't get frightened about anything, no? Do you not get frightened if spiders come up? No? no? <laughs> you like Do you know what happened to me? And I'm digressing from the story. But I've got one of these cameras on my, in my car that when I'm reversing, I can see where I'm going. And when I switched it on today, I could not believe what I saw. <laughs> a spider was in the web. It was, it was in the camera. And I thought, oh, I better reverse quickly so that I can't <laughs> see that spider. But it couldn't have got me, though, because it was on the outside of the car. So nobody frightened about anything? I'm not. I am You are, yes. You're not. I'm sure sometimes we get afraid of things. Anyway, this here is all the things that we get afraid of. And in this cup here, this is Jesus, right? And I want to show you how if we let Jesus help us, then he just calms everything down. So would somebody like to pour this into, okay. I'll hold this cup just in case it, so if you pour it in there, we'll see what happens. Just pour it all in. Whoa. Look at that. Right? You want to pour in this? Now be careful with your, your sore arm. Right? Pour it in. All of it in. And look at that. It's calming all the all the stuff down. Isn't that good? But that's what happens. If we get frightened about anything, then all we need to do is ask Jesus to come and help us, and he will calm everything down for us. Okay, thank you very much for listening to that story today. And we're going to sing a song, and it's when Jesus is in the boat, we can smile at the storm. Now, this might be a new one to some of you, but what I want you to do is, when you're singing this, I want you to link arms, okay? And the adults can do this too. You can link arms. And when we start to sing, we go sailing, sailing home, all right? But I don't want you to sail right off the pew, okay? So we'll stand and sing.
thank you boys and girls and have fun as you go into Sunday school. You have to bear with me. There's quite a few intimations today. I seem to have got the, the short straw. But first of all, I'm just going to say thank you to Muriel for covering for Vary today, who's uh, taken a few days off. Uh, and if anyone's looking for any pastoral care uh, while she's away, uh, then please just contact one of the session clerks or deputies. Uh, on the Pew Leaflet, you'll find uh, an intimation uh, for about the Young Church, uh, Ice Cream Sunday. They've got a lot going on there. They've got some spooky goings on uh, at the end next week. So fancy dress fun. So only for the children, but I'm sure you can find one to bring along and help. you can help them dress up. Uh, in November, they've got a Christmas stall that they're organising. And uh, I think that'll be at the end of the month. And then watch out for their coming try days, which they're, they're organising. So there's more details in the Pew Leaflet. The community support team, uh, I've got a couple of intimations. Uh, there's uh, a lot of young uh, asylum seekers living in the Watermill Hotel at the moment and they're short of clothes. So if you've got clothing you can supply and either drop it off there or if you bring it next Sunday, uh, they'll be able to drop it into the blue buckets. Another intimation from the community support team, uh, they're looking to update the list of housebound members. So if anybody you think should be added to the list then please contact one of the people listed in the purely flip. On Tuesday, the Friendly Hour meet uh, for their afternoon meeting and they'll be joined by AGM Musical Group. I've got one from Jean for safeguarding. Uh, it's one of the longer ones. It's not in the purely flip, so I'll read it all. Uh, a number of training sessions have been arranged during November and December. And the General Assembly has stated that training is compulsory for all volunteers, elders, safeguarding panel members and coordinators. Training should be updated every five years. Now, the training for volunteers has been arranged using Zoom, so all volunteers who have not been trained in the past five years will have to attend, and each session lasts about two hours. Uh, obviously, with Zoom, you'll need access to a computer. Uh, the dates for the introductory training are Wednesday 7th, sorry, Monday the 7th of November, Wednesday, 7th, Wednesday the 9th, Wednesday the 16th, or Wednesday the 14th of December, and these are all at 7pm. There is also a face-to-face -face training session on Sunday 20th November in Cardross at 1pm. Uh, the trustee training, which is for elders who are active, is, also, is on Zoom on Monday 21st November at 7pm. And then there is advanced training, for coordinators and panel members, and that's on 7th of December at 7pm. Elders, coordinators and panel members need only attend the trustee advanced training as appropriate. Now, if you can attend, then please send your details to Jean. Now, if you don't know who Jean is, uh, the hand over there, the, jack, uh, the red jacket, so please see Jean. Uh, I've got her contact details, so if you, I'll, we can, you can come and speak to me if you need those details. The Guild, uh, I've got a few intimations from the Guild. Uh, first of all, they'd like to, the Guild Committee would like to thank everyone who came along to their Autumn Leaves tea yesterday. 
thanks to fellow committee members and non-committee friends who helped, and it was much appreciated. All this hard work made this afternoon a great success. The Guild obviously uh, meet tomorrow evening uh, at 7.30pm in a large hall, and Maria and Starlight are their guests. And on Wednesday, uh, the Paisley Guilds Together October Rally uh, is in a large hall. Near guest is Mrs. Helen Eckford. Another notice, uh, if you want any MD in any of the groups, wants anything in the Paisley Daily, then please contact June Proctor. Now, I notice that email is missing from the, the Pew Leaflet. You can't miss June, she's at the front there. She's, so, if you don't know June, you soon will. <laughs> so that's all the intimations there, but I've one final intimation, and it's with sadness I announce the, the death of Jean Miller. Uh, she passed away peacefully. Uh, if you can please keep Walter and the family in your prayers. And these are all our intimations. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. No, that's okay. Uh, thank you very much, and yes, you did draw the short straw there, I think. Um, our scripture readings this morning will be read by Margaret McIntyre. Thank you, Margaret. Good morning. Our first scripture lesson comes from the book of Psalms. Psalm 107, reading from verse 1 to 31. Psalm 107. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. So let them say who were redeemed by the Lord, redeemed by him from the power of the enemy, and gathered out of the lands from east and west, from north and south. Some lost their way in desert wastelands. They found no path to a city to live in. They were hungry and thirsty, and their spirit was faint within them. So they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. He led them by a straight and easy path until they came to a city where they might live. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and for the marvelous things he has done for mankind. He has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things. Some sat in the dark and deepest darkness, prisoners bound fast in iron fetters because they had defied God's commands and flouted the purpose of the Most High. Their spirit was subdued by hard labor. They stumbled and fell with none to help. So they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of the dark, the deepest darkness, and burst their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and for the marvellous things he has done for mankind. He has shattered bronze gates and cut through iron bars. Some were fools who took to rebellious ways and for their transgressions suffered punishment. Revulsion seized them at the sight of food. They were at the very gates of death. So they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent his word to heal them and snatch them out of the pit of death. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his love and for the marvelous things he has done for mankind. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds with joyful shouts. Others there are who go to sea in ships, plying their trade on the wide ocean. 
They have seen what the Lord has done, his marvelous actions in the deep. At his command, the storm wind rose and lifted the waves high. The seamen were carried up to the skies, then plunged down into the depths. They were tossed to and fro in peril. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and all their skill was of no avail. So they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. The storm sank to a murmur, and the waves of the sea were stilled. They rejoiced because it was calm, and he guided them to the harbour they were making for. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his enduring love and for the marvellous things he has done for mankind. For our second scripture reading, we turn to the Gospels, and in particular to Mark's Gospel. And we read in Mark chapter 4 at verses 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4. That day, in the evening, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd and took with them in the boat in which he <coughs> and took sorry. So they left the crowd and took him with them in the boat in which he had been sitting, and some other boats went with him. A fierce squall blew up, and the waves broke over the boat until it was all but swamped. Now he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They roused him and said, Teacher, we are sinking. Do you not care? He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind dropped and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you such cowards? Have you no faith even now? They were awestruck and said to one another, Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. God's word for the people of today. Thank you, Margaret. Our next hymn is number 737, and it's Will Your Anchor Hold in the Storms of Life?
As I was preparing for today's service and what I would speak about, the weather outside was absolutely wild. But then again, this autumn, we've had some lovely sunny days, haven't we? Mild days. In fact, even the day before I had been preparing, I was in town and it was so warm that people had their jackets off. And yes, it was October. But then, as I say, when I wakened up the next morning, there was gusty winds, lashing rain, and I guess, as we all say here, only in Scotland, eh? However, as we saw in the reading from Mark's Gospel today, it would seem that it can be the very same on the Sea of Galilee. Everything had been calm, and then the next minute things were in turmoil. The sea was raging, and the fishermen were battling a mighty storm. The Sea of Galilee is well known for its violent storms. It's a small sea, more about the size of a lake. From north to south, it's 13 miles long. And from east to west, it's seven miles across. It's surrounded by steep hills on either side. And when the cold air comes down from these hills and hits the warm water of the, the sea, it can cause waves up to 10 feet high. But those disciples that were in the boat, some of whom were fishermen, they would have been used to these sudden storms. This is a sea that they would have been well acquainted with. And yet in this case, we read that they're fearful. Their knowledge and their skills and experience as fishermen didn't seem to be helping and the panic set in. You might be thinking, why would they be fearful when they had been with Jesus, they had Jesus in the boat with them, they were used to seeing him performing miracles. Would this not have given them enough faith and trust to know that Jesus was there with them? But however, as we look deeper into this, it would seem that this incident took place early on in Jesus' ministry. And the disciples were still learning about who Jesus really was. We can see this as they pose the question, who is this man who can calm the wind and the rain? Is he really the son of God? So I'm thinking maybe we should cut them a wee bit slack here as they're in the early stages of growing in their faith and putting their trust in him. But I wonder today, can we relate to the disciples through this story? Have there been times in our lives when we have questioned where is God in the midst of what I'm going through? Is he really able to help me in this situation? As we look back, who would have thought in the year 2020, the world for two years and more would be turned upside down with a pandemic? It's caused havoc, sadness and hardship in people's lives and still is. 
And then now as we just begin to relax a bit more and we feel as though the pandemic is not as big a threat as it was, we find ourselves in another crisis, the economic crisis and all that's going on in our country at the moment. I'm sure for most of us here, there is great concern about how we will manage with the rising costs of fuel, food, mortgages, and the knock-on effect that comes with all of these things. But even out with a major crisis, isn't it true that we all face storms in life? No one sails through life without any difficulties. What's important is, is not how bad the storm is, but how we respond in that storm. And we have different options, don't we? We can either respond in fear, just like the disciples, or we can respond with faith and trust in God, as Jesus did. Another option is we can respond by trying to solve the problems ourselves, which I'm pretty sure was maybe the first reaction of those fishermen. They would have known what to do. Or we can respond with faith in the power of God to calm the storm. We read, didn't we, in the passage that after a long day of teaching, Jesus gave his disciples a command to go to the opposite shore. It was also a word of promise. They will surely end up on the other side. You see, Jesus knew that they were going to encounter this storm, but he also knew that they would come through this storm. And as the ship left Capernaum, Jesus, who was weary, he went to sleep. And it was while he was sleeping that the storm came up. As I said earlier, this was one of these violent storms which ended up causing fear to those on that ship. I wonder how, what was our first response when we hit a crisis? Is our first response to try and solve it ourselves? and do our own way? Or do we take our fears and our problems to God? Or is it only when we come to the end of our tether that we realize that both our knowledge and experience is getting us nowhere? Is it then that we cry out to God in prayer? The disciples, when they realized that they could do nothing else, they ran to Jesus for help. And the lovely thing is, Jesus responds quickly. He stands up and immediately he calms the storm. Everything dies down and the disciples are amazed. But in the same way today, Jesus has the power to turn around any situation that we're facing. He's there with us with any struggles that we're having. 
I heard a story recently, and it was about someone asking a sailor how many storms at sea they had encountered. The sailor's reply was, far too many. So the inquirer said, well, why do you continue to sail? His reply was, every sailor knows that they will encounter storms, but they also know there are things they need to do to survive the storm. They have to put the ship or the boat in a certain position and they keep it there until the storm has passed. I think we can learn a lot from this passage. We may not be out in a boat in stormy seas, but there are other kinds of storms that we go through in life. So how will we respond to these storms? In Jeremiah chapter 16 and verse 19, it says, Lord, you are my strength and protection, my safe place in times of trouble. When the storms of life threaten us, there is only one thing we can do to survive. We must position ourselves in the right place, in the hands of God, and he will keep us safe there until the storm passes. Just like everyone else here, I've encountered many storms in life. And there's one storm that really stands out in my mind that for me was a massive storm. And that was when I was faced with the sudden death of my husband, which was out of the blue. And I can tell you that was quite a storm. And I know that I'm speaking here and there's many of you sitting here in this congregation that understand exactly where I'm coming from in that. I'm not unique. But what I want to admit today is that in the early days, I found myself struggling with many issues. And at one point, I even felt myself sinking. Then one day, I realized that I had a choice. I could either sink or I could swim. I chose to swim, but to do that, I had to give in and stop struggling, trying to do things on my own. I realized that when I found myself not being able to cope with different issues, I had to take everything, everything to God and allow him to work in that situation. I'm not saying it was easy. And many a time I still struggle, even today. But each time I fail, I know that when I turn to the Lord, he will help me. Gradually I began to turn to God and ask for his help in every small thing. And it was amazing how even in the smallest things, that he would help me. He gave me the strength to go on. He helped me with the things that I couldn't cope with. God's word has a promise in it, and it says, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Today, have I finally cracked it? The answer is no. 
I still find myself struggling with different problems, but then like everybody else, I'm a work in progress. However, when I'm reminded to take these problems and give them to God, he always, always steps in and helps me. Just think of this little thought. God didn't remove the Red Sea. He parted it. God doesn't always remove our problems, but he will make a way to get through them. So can I encourage you today, as we face the future and the struggles that will lie ahead, let's put our trust and our faith in God and allow him to walk beside us because he is our helper, he is our provider, our healer, our strength and protector. Amen. We will continue with our worship this morning by singing 755. Be still and know that I am God. As the choir brings to us the anthem this morning, our offerings will be brought forward.
let us dedicate our offering. Heavenly Father, bless these our offerings. Please use them and us in your service. Amen. Now let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for so much in our lives. We are grateful to have supportive families and friends. Despite the difficult economics of today, we give thanks for what we have. In looking at what we have, we remember those who don't have the things we take for granted. Be with people who are living in countries ravaged by war, Ukraine, Syria, Yemen, to name a few. Help them to survive while their world is collapsing around them. Be with people who are suffering the effects of climate change, people whose homes have disappeared in storms and who have lost everything in fire or flood. Near our home, be with those in ill health. Help the medical staff who are treating the sick. Help those who are supporting them in any way. At these uncertain times in our country's future, guide the politicians and decision makers so that they can make our country a country where all communities are cared for and valued. We pray for our church, both locally and nationally, as changes are happening to so many congregations. Help us to remember that as a church, we exist solely to serve you. Lead us in the right way to spread your gospel to the people of today. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Margaret, and thank you, choir, for the, the anthem. We will close our service this morning by standing and singing number 561, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine.
Go in peace and may God protect us. May God show us the way. May God unfold to us the riches of this day, giving peace to all that worries or hinders us today and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.